all your buddies. I'm going to put you away for 850 years. <laughs> Do not fail me. I have more power than him. Demon, thank the sorceress you're alive. That woman took the key. You mean you fucking gave it to her? Like, their planet's in dire need and about to be taken over, and just stop and eat rip. Welcome to Worth the Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Palilla. With me, as always, Mike Kennedy. Hello, Mike. Hello, Edward. A couple house cleaning things from last week, or our last episode on Saving Private Ryan. Two things that I got wrong. One, I said Mike likes Asian karate movies. That's incorrect. Karate movies would be Japanese. They're probably Chinese, which would be Kung Fu, or Korean, which would be Taekwondo. I threw a blanket over it. That's not the correct way to... That, that, that didn't really point out what kind of movies Mike truly likes. You probably I like, like Kung martial Fu movies arts. more. Yeah. Martial arts movies. Asian martial arts movies is the best way to put it. Another thing, I was talking about Band of Brothers, and I said they go through southern France. That's wrong. They go through southern Germany. They go from Battle of the Bulge through southern Germany down into Austria. If you listen to those and you caught them, you can yell at me for it. I caught them as I was editing it, and I'm like, I got to say those right. Those are, those are wrong. Okay, this week, Mike has the power. This is Masters of the Universe, released August 7th, 1987. Had a budget of $22 million. They actually bumped it up at the last minute because they had to get some final shoots in. It was supposed to be 17. It went up to 22. In the United States, this movie was a bomb. It only made $17 million. However, worldwide, according to IMDb, this movie made over $100 million worldwide. Uh, we, I think I have in the facts later, this is, was one of the beginnings of the end of Canon Film Studios. Mm-hmm. Because they threw a lot of money into this. Now, the stock market tank in 1987 of all the junk bonds really is what brought them down. Not this movie specifically, but this didn't help. Mike, what would you guess the critic Rotten Tomatoes score of this movie is? Um, 30. 17%. <laughs> it is the lowest movie we have done so far. It is not the lowest movie we have, though. There are a couple that, that are below this. Audience score, Mike. I, this is a cult classic. I love this movie growing up. But where do you think the audience score landed? 45. 40%. An IMDb score of 5.4 out of 10. However, a new stat I found this week, you can actually click on the year that a movie's made, and it'll tell you what the popularity ranking of the IMDb page is for that year. It's the ninth most popular movie from that year, which is kind of interesting that it would be that high up. I mean, like The Princess Bride, Full Metal Jacket, Predator, are one, two, and three. Mass of the Universe is number nine. Kind of surprised by that. Ahead of things like RoboCop and Moonstruck, Good Morning Vietnam, Lethal Weapon, way above those. Mm -hmm. Again, I guess I'm going to ask this question up front because we've watched a lot of them. We love a lot of them. Is this a bad 80s action movie? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It is is like... (laughs) It's ruthless. <laughs> it's not. It didn't. It did not hold up well. It did not hold up well. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna get. You're gonna hear some of that from me. Yeah. Good. Good. That's Don't get me wrong. It's one. Of, it's, but it's one of those ones. You know. It, it to me now. So it's, it's just so bad 
that it's good. It, yeah, that's kind of what it's reached at this point now. Yeah. Um, the fighting's bad. The acting's worse. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's go through the cast real quick. Dolph Lundgren plays He-Man. Most notably, he is Drago from Rocky Four, but he was in Universal Soldier. He was in the Expendables series recently. Been in a couple other things. He did like The Punisher. He kind of had a lot of what do we even call them? B level movies that were made, yeah. action movies. I've seen I've seen like a ton a ton of his like B stuff. Even some stuff that was like kind of recent out. And he's definitely like a much better actor now. Oh, like, that's like, a given. Like, like luckily in Rocky, he did not have to like say much. He just had to be a big brooding body. Yes. If you know anything about Dolph Lundgren, he's like a super genius. He has a master's doctorate in some form of engineering. He's from, yeah, yeah from, uh, grew up in Sweden. Mm-hmm. I listened to this interview with him. I think he was on, yeah, he was on Adam Carolla's show and started telling the story about how he got into it and got into acting. And he, it was something along the lines of like, he was work, he was bored going to school, shocking. And was, I think, bouncing at like a major club in New York and met the woman that ends up being in the really tall African-American woman who fights James Bond. And like, I forget which one of the Bonds, maybe Living Daylights. That's how he got into acting. He started dating her and then people noticed him around her. And then Stallone picked him up and things kind of took off from there. It's kind of a crazy story. The next one, I know I'm going to say this name wrong. Frank Langella plays Skeletor. He's most notably from Dave uh, and Frost Nixon. Those are the two that I would say probably he's most known from, which they're both presidential movies randomly. And then I would say from Master of the Universe. But next is Courtney Cox in, I believe, her theatrical acting premiere. Ace Ventura, Friends. She had a couple other TV shows that had runs on USA or one of those ones. She, she did some great dancing with... Uh, she was dancing in the dark Bruce, with Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, with Bruce yep. Springsteen, yeah. Grace yeah. Jones was the name of the African-American I was wondering. Thank you, thank you. Could not think she, of her names. She was also in Conan the Destroyer. That's why yeah, I thought about that. I think that's where about. she got started, and then she was in... If you can pull up which Bond she was in. He was uh, dating her, and then that's how kind of he got picked up. Jay, it looks like it's a, a view to kill. There we to go. Kill. There we go. So some of the other actors in this movie that have, I'm going to call them limited careers beyond this other than, well, not Billy Barty. Billy Barty played Gwildor. He was, from what I understand, within the little person community, because there's the comedian Brad Williams, I've heard him talk. He's like far and away the most popular little person of all time. Amazingly, he lived to be 76 years old. He died in 2000. He was born in like what, it was 1936. It's incredible that he lived that long. Um, yeah, they, I know that the age. They don't think they, they don't get as old, I don't think. It depends on, there's several different versions of it, I want to call. And some of them live completely full lives. They can live like a completely full life. Like okay. Vern Troyer. And then someone died like that. Recently, right? Yeah, but he died of like a he he lived a he partied way too hard. Lots of yeah. drugs, lots of booze, lots of not sleeping. He did die just in the last few years, but 
again, I, I don't know much about, I don't know what the proper term is at this point, dwarfism or whatever it is. Um, there's multiple different versions of it. And some can live like a normal life length and other ones live uh, abrupted or shortened life lengths. So, but he lived to be 76. So kudos to him. He's also in Willow. He's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the head wizard of the whole group. He's like the big guy in charge. That That's Billy Barty. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yep. So some of the other ones, Meg Foster played Evil Lynn. The only other thing that I could see that I even knew she was in was They Live. John Cipher plays Man at Arms. I've never heard of him in anything else. I looked through his IMDb. He was in a couple like random things, but none, nothing of, of matter, I guess. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, the, it seemed like he was, he was like known for like some older movies, like maybe like our parents would know. Yeah, maybe. If, if you're older than 57 years old, you may recognize him from something. But as far as I'm concerned, we, we have no idea what he's been in. Next is Chelsea Field, who plays Tila. Unfortunately for her, what she's most known for, she's married to Scott Bakula. Uh, they have two, three kids together, I think. And I think she just kind of, Scott kept working and she just became the mom, I think, around the house. So she, she has like a couple small things here and there. But I'm, I'm sure you looked, Mike, but did you see what else she was in? No, I. She's the think... flight attendant in Commando. The one he says, my friend oh, is dead I mean, tired. That's her. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 very brief moment. I would have not. Gotten. I know. I didn't know if you I looked bet. at IMDb <laughs> and would have noticed it. Because <laughs> as soon as you saw it, you were like, oh, wait, you're trying to connect the face to it. As soon as I would have read, like, the flight attendant, I would have been like, oh, yeah. Like, can I have a pillow and a blanket? <laughs> There's a very good chance that Commando is coming at some point in the very near future. And we'll bring her back up. And then the last one I have is James Tolkien, who plays Detective Lubick, most notably from the one we just did about a month ago, Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. Yep. Uh, that's he essentially... is, he's, he's absolutely ridiculous in this. I love it. <laughs> See, oh, he's he might, great in this. He might, might be my favorite character. I don't know. Just <laughs> might be. Just might be. Know, some just like little facts about some of these characters, though, like while you're talking about them, like with Dolph Lundgren they kind of planned to dub over his lines because his lim- limited experience with his acting and he had like a thick Swedish accent. Apparently, You can kind of hear it some in the movie too where you can tell he's trying so hard to have like a American, you know, accent. Pretty like much. A, yeah. They had, they were behind schedule so they just like had to just keep it going and they also wanted him, uh, Dolph, to reprise his role as He-Man but um, he felt that this was his lowest point as an actor. <laughs> so he, he turned it down. <laughs> yeah. I have some things about kind of where things have gone with the series since then. They've tried several times to reprise it. Supposedly there's one in the works. We'll discuss that later. Uh, we have our own remake coming later, but they're there. I, I have some information about it a, a little later on. So we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I wanted to toss out that you didn't talk about, any of those little, like, four henchmen, like, bounty hunter type people that they... They're not... Like, the guy who plays Blade... That's who I wanted to talk about. I, I have him later. Let's this, discuss this, this, him later. This is not the first flowing blonde hair that has whooped his ass. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, get in, we'll get into that later. We'll discuss Blade, because he, he's, he's a pretty cool character, and he has a... The guy who played him has a major, major influence on this movie. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you start into the movie synopsis, Mike? All right. On the planet Eternia, the Dark Lord Skeletor has taken over Castle Grayskull and imprisoned the Sorceress. And, Ske- and Skeletor has begun draining the Sorcerer's power as he attempts to claim uh, all the powers of Grayskull and become master of the universe. He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe, and his companions, loyal soldier Duncan, a.k.a. Man-at-Arms, his daughter Tila, and the dwarf inventor named Gwildor, find themselves on Earth. By Gwildor's creation, the Cosmic Key, a device that can open portals that lead you to anywhere in the galaxy, which Skeletor requires for his goal for universe conquest. But when the Cosmic Key is discovered by Julia Winston and her boyfriend Kevin Corgan, both unaware that Earth is about to become a battleground. As Skeletor and his minions arrive on Earth, they go in pursuit of He-Man and his companions who are searching for the Cosmic Key so they can return to Eternia and defeat Skeletor. If you're wondering, that happens and the good guy wins. (laughs) All right. Leaves leaves a little to the imagination, but uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a terrible sword fight, you know, <laughs> some terrible special effects that go on during the end there, you know, be- between the lightning and the whip. Oh, the whip just oh, drove me whip. crazy. I forgot how <laughs> terrible the whip was. I was like, God, I'm like, I'm fairly certain we can make those special effects on my computer. It's like, <laughs> well, well, let let's uh. Before we get into breaking down the movie, let's take a quick break with a word from our sponsor. What are some of the things you did like about the movie, Mike? What are your best scene or scenes? Something that I did like about the movie is the fact that Dolph Lundgren was practically naked the entire time. <laughs> you get a lot of a lot of greased up Dolph Lundgren going on. Hell yeah, sweet, sweaty, greased up Dolph, just. Look, looking like he was pretty much in Rocky Four, <laughs> but with yeah. the long blonde hair. Yeah, but he's got longer hair instead of the the spiked up stuff. Yeah, he's he's pretty much he's got a body of Adonis, you know, and that's what they wanted. Right, exactly. That I mean, you want He Man? He's got to be. He's got to look like He Man. For me, some of the best scenes are probably some of the most ridiculous scenes too, like <laughs> the the scene where Kevin. Corgan gets beat up by the Beast Man, which yeah, okay, the Beast Man. Talk about just really worthless. The worst name, <laughs> the worst name too. She's like the Beast Man. That's his name, the the Beast Man. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> stop right there since because you're starting into it. I'm gonna cut you off before we break them all down. So my my favorite scenes included when they introduce the mercenaries themselves. So as you're starting to get into it. But I like the fight scene between the high school and the junkyard where they go to yeah. next. And yeah. so I'm going to let's let's go through the power rankings of those four mercenaries. So at the bottom is Karg. He's fucking useless. He, he looks like nothing. the worst 80s hairband costume ever. He wears like a like a grandmother's shawl. He looks like an ugly person that would be in Steel Panther. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> Look, Beast Man's a bad name. Karg is worse. I'll say that. Uh, I mean, at least Karg's like a name. 
It's not a but name. Like the, he's, he's That's just, just four a, letters they put together. He is like a beast man. That's like, I don't know. Okay, like, so here's the thing. Like, that's a, there that's was like, that's there, like calling Blade vampire. There Black was vampire. an action figure <laughs> called Beast Man. So uh, no, that's I, the thing. No, <laughs> I, I not I, exist. I I understand that, but it's just like they could have called him like the Beast or something, you know. No, that the, was the that was the character name, but I'm pretty sure, and I think I read this somewhere. The only one of those four that was actually an action figure originally was Beast Man. And they were all based off of other characters or just created for the movie. We're going to keep going, though. So third, for, the next up is Beast Man. He can't do much either. He, he's just, he, he's, he's a bumbling to be like He's supposed to be just like big and, well, that's what I said. Whenever I'm talking about that scene, when he comes in, <laughs> Kevin's like, <laughs> and he throws a freaking kitchen hand towel at him. Like, yeah. oh. That's gonna like, that's gonna do it. Way to, way to go! And he's like, I don't even know what you got. You guys want? He blew out the guy. Just, they just exploded the door. Yeah, be a, a towel is gonna handle it. Man, that hopefully there's another door because or a window because I'd be out that so yeah. fast. <laughs> next is uh, next up is Blade. Blade's pretty cool. Blade's um, not bad. I like his I like his outfit. Yeah. Uh, I read that there was actually supposed to be a Blade backstory that the. His he's wearing an eye patch because of a fight with He Man he'd had at a previous time, and the double swords is pretty sweet. His outfit's pretty sweet, and at the top is Saurad. Saurad is fucking awesome. Um, when they killed him off, it breaks my heart every time. I was devastated a kid as a kid. I, I still have the toy. There was a toy that came after the movie came out. You would push down on his back, and little sparks would shoot out of his mouth. He was the coolest looking thing ever when I was, you know, seven, five years old. It's like the thing is, I, I don't think I had a ton of like, I don't know if I had him or not, but like he, he was like nothing in the movie. He, he was did. nothing in the movie and he should have been a lot more because he could have been the coolest. And they just yeah. they wasted they wasted that awesome. I, I honestly think that the guy in the outfit probably was like, this thing is so fucking uncomfortable. I can't do anything. They're like, we'll just kill you off and you can go on your way. Because it was probably too hard to, to maneuver in it. I mean, when you think about it, the guy who played Sauron, his name was Pons Mar. They just like got a dumb name and hired somebody with a dumb name. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to talk about Blade a little bit since I just went, went into that? Yeah. Okay. Anthony DeLongus is his name. And we, like I said, he was in a fantastic movie that we just did not that long ago. Starring one Patrick Swayze. Oh yes, that was about a cooler. He had a belt. He had a a boot knife, <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one with the giant monster truck. Oh yeah, <laughs> that runs through the the uh, the car dealership. That's the guy. That's the guy. He's a he's a stunt guy too. He's yeah. still doing it. He's still doing it to this day. Yeah, and and he's not. He's in his like low sixties. Like I think is about how old Let's he is now. See. It's like mm. I said, yeah. You know, he's he's it's not the first. Born in nineteen fifty. He's he's actually almost uh, almost seventy. Dang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not the first sexy flowing mullet this guy's gotten beaten by. <clears throat> According to this, he's worked with 
Some of the biggest names in entertainment, including Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jet Li, Brendan Fraser, Ron Howard, Tim Burton, David Carradine, Patrick Swayze, uh, and Charlton Heston. There's, so, some, there's some pretty big names at that beginning of that list. Pretty the first, like, big five names. Or six names are pretty big on there. Yeah, I'm trying um, to go back yeah. and look through some of his movies. He but, did. I, but I know at that end fight scene with Skeletor, he actually was Skeletor. Yes, that's he correct. Stepped in. He stepped in and did the sword fighting for him. And apparently his suit weighed like 50 pounds and it made him sweat so much that he'd like take his boots off and he'd just pour sweat out of his boots yeah. at the end of shooting every day. But apparently there's a lot because I read something about that Evelyn, like something about her thing weighed like 40, 50 pounds. Or yeah, and like it, that. Uh, the, the, the chest plate was so bad that she couldn't sit down. She was like, it was like bruising her groin and everything or something like that that I read somewhere too. Yeah, like, the, and, there was a lot. And since you even said that, I have about Dolph Lundgren said it was like a nightmare. Um, he, Dolph Lundgren did all his stunts, but he said in a French magazine that working on the film was, quote, a nightmare. The shooting schedule was five months, including two months of shooting at night. He was approached to do a sequel and turned down the offer. Well, we can get into that later. He, that that's just along lines of what you said. It just it was a very very hard thing. The costumes were huge, as we said last week or two weeks ago when we did Saving Private Ryan, and we'll, when we get into the remake, if this gets made today, which they're planning on, CGI out the ass to make the costumes and everything. Oh, dude, did you did you see? Did you see who they have playing He Man? Yes, yes. We'll get into uh, that later. Uh, <laughs> I have more power than him. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that later, okay? So angry. It's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. I so, know. I'm all right. So I had those two scenes. I'm sorry I cut you off, but I didn't want to get into the uh, mercenaries without getting into the mercenaries in full. So what else do you have for best scenes? No, I already talked about how Kevin got his ass kicked. And, yeah. Kevin um, getting his ass kicked is good. It's always good. good. The rib scene where Gwild Gwildor's <laughs> yeah. Snagging this little thingy and snags the bucket of. I, th- I always thought for the longest time it was chicken, and then I found out. Uh, I realized when I watched this, I'm like, oh, it's ribs. Cause, well, like, there is the chicken too. There is chicken. Yeah, there, and I don't know, just something about the scene. It's like you're on a planet that apparently you don't know where you're at, and you're just eating their food, <laughs> assuming that it's going to be okay, okay, and and edible. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> look, I <laughs> wanted one of those little retractable guns though as a kid. <laughs> something. Oh yeah, something. Something about. Watching Gwodor drink like the barbecue sauce, oh, or whatever it was, it just right pours all over his, his beard, face. and I'm just like, oh. I'm like, can we get this guy a friggin' napkin? That would drive me nuts. <laughs> it's all over him. How many times? I gotta. Ask, I meant to ask this at the beginning. How many times do you think you've seen this movie since you were young? Oh, man, I don't at know. least in in most, and maybe not seen from soup to nuts, but in, in most. I'd say at least 20 times. Yeah, I'd say I'm probably approaching 50 because we watch this constantly as kids. I, I know that, like, and to tell you the truth, I watched this movie probably a year ago and then watched it for this podcast, too. So I watched it, too, in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so glad you did, Mike. You're so glad you did. Well, you know, I just, it, it popped up the one day and I was, like, laying in bed, like, you know, kind of, like, getting ready to go to sleep and I would put it on and I, I didn't go to sleep. <laughs> I watched it full. You can't help yourself. Just I was just like, I, I know it's happening, but I, I want to see this scene. You know, I just, I just want to see this one scene. I want to see this one scene. And I just like, I was like laughing. I was just like, wow. 
this is so much worse than I remember it. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff from the 80s that at the time seemed really, really good. Now you watch it, you're like, what the fuck is even happening? Like, how the hell did they spend 20-something million on this? <laughs> Where'd their money go? Where did their money go? Because it's, like, it's not like any of the actors are, like, really big-name actors or anything. No, but the effects and all the extras the and the scene building. What, a, what, what effects? What effects there? <laughs> I, I have a lot on that later. I heard that, like, when they did that whole, like, fight scene, like, with uh, Courtney Cox, like, in the gymnasium, that, like, they kind of almost, like, lit the school on fire or something. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't hear that part. I was reading that somewhere, but I, I was Googling the fact after I read it, and I was like, did that actually happen, or did that, is it just this one part that, you know... They almost burned down a building? It, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean... They it, actually almost burnt down the school gymnasium while they were shooting this film. The fire was put out, but the building was heavily damaged. Good. There you go. They, That's where their yeah, money they went. Al- they also <laughs> unintentionally wrecked the storefront of the shootout scene. <laughs> what do you mean unintentionally? Dudes are sh- jumping through the front window glass. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah. And there were little things in this movie that I remembered as a kid that just stuck with me grow and then watching them again growing up. Like when Blade takes the two swords and slams it down through to try and cut Courtney Cox's head off was always really cool to me. Yeah. Her throwing the ammonia in Beastman's face really solidified as an adult. Like it resonated with me as a kid, but solidified to me as an adult that Beastman was useless. Yeah. When. When Courtney Cox put up a ten times better fight than her boyfriend. Oh, he's the worst. Uh, another thing that proved how useless Karg was, he's like standing next to Courtney Cox, yet somehow He-Man throws his sword and it cuts off him from getting to her, which you never see any which way that he would have been stuck not getting to her. Like, I don't know. How that how that worked out, but I, I'm pretty sure that was just an intimidation factor. I guess so. Like you, well, can't he could throw a sword. I better not. He's so got cars worth. If they would have got rid of Karg and kept Sarah, it would have been so much better. You might hear me say that a hundred times during this. Oh, I, I, Karg. I, so I, bad. I, I agree with you that Karg was terrible. Would have been a pretty fucking cool scene if they would have had Blade and Sarah taking on He Man like two on one. Now, that would have been a cool fight scene. It would have been much better than anything Card did. Yes. What other scenes you got, Mike? Any more? Um, that's just it for now, yeah. All right. I had one more because, again, as a kid, this was more of a as a kid than and as an adult, but when Skeletor comes to Earth and his cool little ship comes out, that whole scene up through, like, when he's flying on those, uh, although it looks pretty bad in, in retrospect <laughs> watching now him trying to fly on those things. It's pretty terrible, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty terrible, but I, I don't know. It was kind of cool, like, seeing that roll down Main Street with the dudes walking with him. Like, he I, flips upside down and his hair stays down. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, Skeletor's, like, thing. As Skeletor's rolling in his, his awesome machine. And yeah, I was the, talking uh, about... The, no, you're talking the, about his the, hair, though. Talk, I'm talking about uh, Dolph's hair when he, like, goes upside down on that little whatever the hell thing you want to call it. The Green Goblin... Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) Whatever that thing is. Flying disc. All right, what are your best line or lines in this movie, then? There's not a lot, but... Uh, You know, you gotta say, I have the power, because when he says, I have the power, it doesn't match up with his lips. Right, it's way off. (laughs) It's way off. 
I uh, <laughs> I just liked because it's probably not what it. I'm not sure what it was supposed to mean in the movie, but to me, I know what I thought it meant when He Man rescues Julie and um, meets up with the other two, Tila and uh, Duncan, and he's like, "Did you have any luck?" And and she's looking at Julie and she's like, "Not as much as you, apparently." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I was just kind of like, oh, what are you saying it's there? It's getting huh? down. It's getting down. Because I'm pretty sure right Courtney time. Cox didn't want Kevin anymore after she saw who had the power. Yeah, I mean, come on. Dolph Lundgren looks like he's chiseled out of stone. Chiseled out um, of granite. What's to say? When Duncan says, never think while you're hungry. Um, A good soldier that, always I, falls his nose. Uh, I was just going to say that because I got really frustrated when he was like, this is my sector. It's like, how do you know? You don't even know where you're at. Yeah. How do you know what sector you're in? It's like, you don't even know where you're at. It's like, this is my sector. How do you know what sector you're in? Like, you guys don't have any, like, little computer things telling you, you stay here. You stay. It's like, give me a break. Or a no, map. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know why. When uh, Detective Lubrick's like, when this is over, you're going to jail. Accessory to assault, resisting arrest, endangering lives. I guarantee you. You and all your buddies. I'm going to put you away for 850 years. <laughs> said, I, was like, I, was, I was, like, was like, how many years did he say? <laughs> he's straight up spitting fire in this movie. <laughs> he, he is. He just, everything that he says, I'm just like, I'm just like, oh God. I'm like, is he, he's like a crazy Columbo Perry Mason or something. There you go. Um, but my, my last line, I just laugh because I, I agree with Kevin. Look, you've got the wrong song maker. Wilder, I'm just a stupid keyboard player in high school in a high school band. There's a million of me. And yeah, I was like, that was that's right, Kevin. You are an idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah, he's he's awful. And there's probably about a thousand that that I can probably in there. Well, what do you know? The mountain comes to Muhammad. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a real good one. <laughs> that's about it, though. If you got anything else, go ahead. Uh, I liked. Uh, I don't know why. I always like when they said, "Don't say goodbye. Say good journey." God damn you! <laughs> what, what, I, have, I, have, I have written down. I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, good journey. Ha uh-huh. yeah. I was like, would you say bye to Ed on the podcast tonight? Say good journey. <laughs> yeah, say good journey, not goodbye. Oh, what do you think? I was, I wasn't gonna. And then <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know, I don't know why. I, Frank Lang, Langella just kills it in this movie as Skeletor. I like a lot of what Skeletor says, probably just because of his delivery. Drive your cursed face from my memory forever. Yes. Let this be our final battle! Nothing really resonates, but I just kind of like the way he says stuff. Uh-huh. I think get, getting into favorite characters, Skeletor is he's, one of the... Yep. Got to be one of the best bad guys, at least of the 80s, right? Pro- probably. I mean, I mean, if you get some close-ups, you can definitely see his nose inside that caution, but like, if you like see his face like a little bit further away, like I think his co- by far his caution is the best in the whole... Before before the end, before they had all that gold. Shit. Oh God, I hate that mask at the like, end. Oh my God, do I hate that mask at the end? Horrible. But before that, like I think he looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks pretty badass, and he's he just nails it. Like he's he's uh, maybe that's what made me like the movie was because he's miles ahead of everybody else. He's a tremendous actor, and that's part of it. They said Dolph Lundgren was the first one to sign on the movie, and. Frank Langella was the last one to sign on the movie. And the only reason he signed into the movie is because his son was a big He-Man fan. So he was, his kid was like walking around the, walking around the house, y'all and I have the power. So he decided to do this. I don't know if this movie makes $4 million without Frank, Frank Langella in it. Uh 
I liked him. And then I'll let you take the other one because I know where you're going. <laughs> oh, Lubric, baby. <laughs> Lubric, yeah. Give me that Lubric, baby. Detect <laughs> Lubric all day. <laughs> I was just like, I I thought for sure when starting the movie, too, I was like, Skeletor's going to be my favorite, like from what I remembered. And yeah. then I watched it and I was like, wow, Lubric's fantastic. <laughs> well, because you didn't really get some of the delivery. Oh, man. And... <laughs> like, we just cock up a shotgun. No shells are coming out, but he cocked like three times, but he still would have shoot it <laughs> to scare them or something. Well, not just that. He pops out and he's like, that's it. No one takes pot shots at me. And he stands up and shoots like six people and no one shoots him at all. Yeah. Oh, his line is, nobody takes pot shots at Lubick. All right, speakers, you want to play games? Let's play. I'm seeing if I can find any more of his quotes, but I, I didn't have any more. All right. Uh, any more characters to, to touch on? No, those are, those, are my, those are my two that I really wanted to get into. I so guess, most part. Our, our top five for this week was a little tougher because we couldn't really come up with five Courtney Cox things. Five Dolph Lundgrens, five Frank Langellas, and we kind of bounced around a couple ideas. So what what we what we're doing this week's a little bit different. I'm going to name off a top five and then have Mike organize them into a, a five to one I'm this gonna, week. Now I'm going to get Mike a, does, I'm gonna get a, a writing utensil actually for this so I can write okay. down so I can remember them. So our these are cartoons from the late 80s and early 90s that were turned into live action movies could have been back then could have been recent are you are you including masters of the universe yes masters of the universe is one of them okay and i'm gonna add in a honorable mention to the smurfs cartoon which was remade by avatar because that is nothing more than the smurfs and dances with wolves had sex with each other All right. All right. So out of these five, put them in order. One, Masters of the Universe, X-Men, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, and G.I. Joe. Now, here's the tough one. Which X-Men? See, that's the thing. Do we count it as, a, as an entirety? Because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has had two runs, and Transformers has had two runs because they they did the Shia LaBeouf and then they moved on and now they've made two of them with Mark Wahlberg because there's like yeah. seven X-Men four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles five Transformers two G.I. Joes kind of use them as a collective alright I'm going to go ahead and say number start at the one. bottom I'll okay, start at the number bottom. One. okay start at the bottom I'll start at the bottom um this is tougher than I thought it was gonna be. I might have to go with it's. It's right down at the bottom. It's because they're. I want to say like definitely my bottom three would be Masters of the Universe, GI Joe. The first GI Joe is so freaking terrible. It is so bad. GI Joe would be number five for me. And then they kill Channing Tatum, and I'm like, all right, all right, now you speak my language. <laughs> well, originally they were supposed to kill him in the first one, I think. But he became a superstar when Magic Mike came out, and they had to re like reshoot a whole bunch of stuff with him, which is what I think part of the problem is that the plot got completely thrown. Not that it was a good plot to begin with, mm-hmm. but it got thrown all around anyways because they had to reshoot all the stuff and bring him back in. 
I I think that GI Joe probably would go on the bottom. I want to see Transformers only because they have gotten so terrible the last. They year. have gotten the last three have been really bad. Yeah, the first two was Shia LaBeouf. Like the first one was good. The second one was okay, and then it completely dropped off by the third one. And then the one with, like, Mark Wahlberg, and I, I, I'm i not even going to try and see the last one, the most recent one. Although, supposedly, Bumblebee was very, very good. I watched Bumblebee, and I tell you what, you won't like it because – I mean, it's – I guess you could say. I'm not mad I watched it. It was okay, but it's meant for the teeny boppers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then it's not going to fit for it, me. Then. It's meant for like a 15, 16-year-old. Well, they're trying to bring in a whole other group of people, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, first Transformers came out in 2007, 2008. So a lot of those kids were way too young to watch that when it first came out. So they had to kind of quasi-reboot it, I guess. And then i probably write in smack in the middle, probably Masters of the Universe. G.I. Joe Transformers, Masters of the Universe, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. X-Men number one. X-Men number one. I think that's fair. Because well, um, if you take it all as collectively, all the new like X-Men movies, Apocalypse was a little lacking, but the newer ones that come out, I don't know how this new X-Men Phoenix is going to go, but like Logan, like spinoff was pretty freaking awesome. The one with, um, I forget which one's which anymore. I think Days of Future Past. Is that the one with? Both of them. Yeah, that's kind of like their origin they, story. They one. go, they go, they, no, 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 no. Um, uh, no, 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 wait. What's the one with... No, Days of Future Past is the one where they literally go back in the past. Yes. And, like, Logan X, Cone X, go back and... You're talking yeah. about X-Men First Class. Yes, X-Men First Class. That one was really good. Yeah, that one was really good. And I did like X-Men, and I liked X-Men 2. But the third X-Men that they made, where, like, they make the cure or whatever, was not a really big fan of that one. I got I really... I saw I, that one. I think what really frustrated me was is that they had... Colossus, and they had the Juggernaut, and they didn't fight, and it made me so mad. Oh, yeah, you're did, right. But then they did it in Deadpool 2 for me, so I thanked them. No, see, I haven't seen Deadpool 2 yet, so yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Colossus it. Colossus and Juggernaut fight at the end. <laughs> is that the one Is uh, the one before where he breaks through the wall and says, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch, and they actually they actually said it? Yep, and then that yeah, little... Okay. And, that, and then. Uh, what's her face? The girl, the little the kid guy. that can run through walls. The chick from Juno. Oh, really? That's the chick yeah. from that new like TV. She was the worst one in that new Netflix series, whichever one it was. She's my least favorite character in the whole thing. She plays the exact same character in every movie. I'm the awkward like hipster kid that doesn't can't get along with people too well. And, uh, yeah, and I'm just there's like, a reason she doesn't get along with people. So I'm like, guess what? I don't like your acting or you in real life. So how about that? But yeah, that's my top five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on to thoughts of the movie then. So I have, I have a thing first before we really get into any scenes. Since I just went through ones that have been made, what are some of the cartoons from the 80s? I, I know there's been a lot of superhero and whatnot stuff, but let's just think about this for a second and, and amuse the, uh, the concept. What cartoons that were from the 80s that have not been made into live-action movies that you would like to see, potentially, that you grew up watching that you really would have wanted to see. I got a couple, if you want me to pad it a little bit for you. Yeah, give me, give me, a, give me a few. And this, this first one has been bounced out there a couple different times, and it never really turned into anything, which is Thundercats. 
Exactly. <laughs> Another one I'd love to see, Captain Planet. He totally could hero. be done. I mean, haven't you ever watched, uh, what's the space plays him? Uh, War Machine. Don Cheadle. He plays him in like those like little short skit things I've seen on like uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, I have not seen that. They're pretty okay. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like little short, like five, like five minute, like. Are they comedic clip. or are they yes, actually yes, like? Yes, they oh, are. Okay. They are. They are comedic. Okay, no, then I need to. I need to check that out. Uh, Voltron, which it, I feel like that could piggyback off of Transformers. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you remember this cartoon. I loved this growing up. It was called Dino Saucers. Is a little less known, but it was like these dinosaurs that wore, that fought like side by side with humans against other dinosaurs. And they had like, they stood up like humans and fought. They wore like backpacks and used guns and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was really good. I, at least I, I remember I as do, a kid. I do remember a little bit. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sure if I watch it now, I'd be like, this sucks. But as a kid, it was pretty cool. So uh, are there any more that you can think that, you know, that was a cartoon in the 80s. I remember growing 80s and you can even say early 90s that you remember watching growing up that you would have thought would have been. It should have been turned into a a series or um, a movie. I'd say. What about like DuckTales? Yeah. You know what? DuckTales, when I pulled up like best cartoons from the 80s, DuckTales came up number one. But if you're going to do live action, it, it makes it a little tough because then it's just essentially all CGI'd I'm, anyways. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through these and I just saw someone called Dino Riders. Dino Riders was different than Dino Saucers. And I, no, I already passed Dino Saucers. It was at the <laughs> bottom. It was down or near 100. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's way down there. That, that's, it, just, it, never, it may have only even had one season, but I remember watching it and being like hooked. I could not wait. It was one of those Saturday morning cartoons. I could not wait for it. If you, if you can think of any, send them over to us, at Worth the Watch PC, and at Worth underscore the underscore watch underscore PC on Instagram, or put them on our Facebook page, if you can think of any ones from the 80s you'd like to see. Send him over to us. I, I do agree with Captain Planet, though, for sure. Captain Planet would be pretty fun. I think that would be pretty, pretty interesting. You know, and if they if they win a little, you know, they got to get the origin story in there, which would been kind of cool to see these people come together and onto the movie itself. Tila may have been what first made me a man, Mike. <laughs> Hello, Tila. Yeah, she. I, I forgot how attractive Chelsea Field is. And she is to this day. She still is a very, very attractive woman. She was one of the first, at least that I remember, of the tight Lycra spandexy material items. And being, you know, five, six, seven years old, I was like, what is this? The next thing I have is it wasn't Julie's fault that her parents died in that plane crash. It was Kevin's fault. Because she lied to her parents to spend time with him. And Kevin sucks. No! Julie! I mean, yes. We can agree that Kevin sucks. This is one of those new synthesizers. It's gotta be. <laughs> it's like, dude, have you seen... Do you even know what a synthesizer is, man? Look at this thing. Yeah, that doesn't quite look like... It's gotta be Japanese. And, and, you, and you found it like... It must have fallen out of the sky. Well, then, yeah. yeah, it must be a synthesizer. If it fell out of the sky, yeah. man, it, it, a synthesizer would be broken. Yes, it would be shattered into pieces everywhere. Idiot. To make that kind of impact crater, yeah. You know, let's let's do it. thoughts on the movie. 
I think, you know, freaking loved the, the flick as like a nine, eight or nine year old. I don't know how old I was. Yeah. I mean, I was probably five when it came out or four or five when it came out, but probably didn't actually watch it till I was like eight or nine, I'm guessing. Yeah, I feel like I watched it when I was like five, like a year after it came out. You know, it's like it was, it was, I couldn't ask for anything more, anything more, just, you know, as a kid, that's what you wanted. You wanted yeah, that man, you know? You I was a hardcore He Man guy, so to, to see it in live action was so cool. Like, unfortunately, you know, the older I got, the stupider and the more, more stupider. <laughs> more yes, stupider and <laughs> more stupider. The more ridiculous it got. Uh, but. It's it's one of those like I said it's one of those movies that it's it's so bad it's good yeah it's become that now it's so bad it's good it's like it's the kid in me still loves it it's that nostalgia thing that's well, what they're dude, hitting on just just that opening scene like how fake does Castle Grayskull look oh it looks like they drew it by hand it, like it looks like one of like a kid like a like a third grader made it <laughs> pretty much yeah. Well, that's that was their target audience, so I guess guess you're and right. a limited budget, a very limited. But apparently, they had to like you said, like the guy had like make money or something like that to like finish shooting the movie. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah, something like that. Like I said, I was like, I thought Skeletor's costume, makeup, everything was actually pretty good. Com- definitely compared to the rest of the movie, he looked. He definitely was like the best looking character. Yeah, they poured a lot of effort that, into him. That and, and the then other ones that kind of like. Eh. Well, it's like I'd say him, and then probably Tilo. No, I thought her costume was ridiculous too. But <laughs> it is ridiculous. Uh, but so that's why she she was cool. I'd say more uh, with the bad guys. Well, Sarod was cool. Blade was he cool. was he was kind of cool. Blade was kind of cool. I even thought Evelyn wasn't that bad. Like like when it came down to like looking and everything like that. I don't know why they had I, to put giant gold things over her net over her tits though. I know. Um, it's just kind of weird. Give it a give it a tiny little bit of sex appeal, you know. <laughs> Guys, she was supposed like, to be sultry, but they're like, "Who's got nicer tits, Dolph <laughs> or Evelyn?" <laughs> like how that's how they spell too. It's Evelyn, not Evelyn. Yep. <laughs> well, let me ask this: since you're talking about costumes, which soldiers do you think looked cooler, Skeletor's commandos in the all black, or the stormtroopers from Star Wars? Uh, Stormtroopers from Star Wars. Now, which is more useless? <laughs> Neither one could do much of anything. Definitely Skeletor soldiers. <laughs> yeah, they they are beyond useless. Like I don't know if I saw them like actually. <laughs> Dude, <Like> anything. <laughs> Here you go. I saw this at the very end. So when they're on the rooftop, and like they like trap um, He Man. He Man. Yeah, they trap He Man, and he's like you know fighting them all off. There's one soldier who runs over to fight He Man. You can see it's definitely an accident. He trips over another soldier and falls. <laughs> I rewound I it. That. I rewound it and played it again. It had the biggest grin on my face, and I was just like, "That totally wasn't, totally wasn't meant to happen, right there." Well, they didn't have the money to reshoot anything, so that was that. They're like, "Well, we're just gonna have to put this one in. We're not gonna reshoot this stuff." Yes, that just happened. And the other thing that I thought was so ridiculous. So they go in the Gwildor's house, you know, at the very like kind of beginning. Uh huh. And he has, you know, he's this fancy locksmith. He can make a cosmic key that can send it to different dimensions, but he's got one of those stupid little sliding locks to lock his door at the very yeah. end. No, I was like, wait, 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 wait. I go, I go no, no, that's not. That's American. That's yeah, American. That's, American. that's an American lock right there. That is yes, not is. something. I was like, are you kidding me? That's what they have in hotel rooms now. 
Like, give me yeah. a break. It's like <laughs> the little chain lock. I was like, uh, really? That's what you're going to do? That's how they, you're going to hold the door they, shut? If they can get through all those other locks, you think that's what's going to keep them. <laughs> it should have held them out when they blew when they blew off the door. It's like, oh, we can't get in. We got this little chain here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like I said, Dolph is a pretty terrible actor in the movie, but you know, we didn't we didn't get him for his acting. We got him for his Adonis like body, basically yes. hit and oiled the entire movie. Yes. So you know what? We're gonna give him a pass on this one. Well, Courtney Cox was not very good acting in this movie either. I, I she went that, on to have the biggest career, but only because she got friends. And you know, she got friends and you can't really put that all on her career because that's that whole crew's career. Right. And the whole crew and the script and how good the writing was and production of that show. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not 100% sure you can really – she has that other TV show, right? So she had she had friends, and then it went away. And then I think she – I thought she had a show named called Dirt where she was like a tabloid person, and that fell off right away. And then she had a show that had a run for a while – it was like a housewife's type show that she and her friends would sit around and crack jokes and drink wine. Cougar and it Town. Was Cougar Town, that's it. That I never watched, but I always saw the commercials because it was on USA. That's what it was. So I that, can't tell that, you one way or the other. That's what I was trying to think of. I was like, she was in something. She like, was in Scream. Kinda... I mean, that was the other big thing. She was in Scream. That yeah. was during the And uh, I don't, the I don't know era. if I would put her as because Friends obviously is her apex, you know, like her best, where she was at her peak. Yes. Like Dolph, like you could say, like almost now, with all these expendable movies, could have well, been peak. His biggest would have been when he began, which is Rocky Four. And if you see Dolph Lundgren, the first thing that comes to mind is Rocky. So yeah. you know, it's not Expendables; it's Rocky. So that's where he really is. The beginning was the biggest part of his career. He's just made a bunch of movies ever since then, including Expendables that were kind of okay. I love the shit out of that kind of corny. That's why you love this movie. (laughs) Yep. That's why why this is good. Against your your Asian martial arts movies, this is the direct opposite, which is extremely slow sword swinging. Like, I could could probably have done the choreography with this. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't have been able to write the choreography, but you could have done the fight scenes. It's that, like they, that, That's what I meant. That's what I meant. It, I don't know if it's I would have written. like they filmed the practice of it and then never actually filmed the, the whole like, fight through. Just, just keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, just keep that, keep that thing rolling, man. Keep it rolling. We're, we're going we're gonna to figure out something here. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Part of that, the, at, at, we were talking about this before, the bad 80s graphics really hurt this movie. I feel like if it had better graphics, it might have been a little bit better, obviously. But I, I feel like it actually could have been palpable. You know, had uh, They actually had some decent graphics and decent CGI back then. You know, and just some other like stupid little things that I noticed, like the portal that would open up. Yeah. Like when they dove through the portal the first time, when they come out of the portal, it, it, I, I'm like, they couldn't have, like, they did a better job in army of darkness <laughs> and like go through a portal than this and that's you know b movie as you can get pretty much that, that that's they, intentionally they were, bad it was it was like you see like 
Tila men at arms, like just like they're and they're like diving like flat, like through like through it. And then you got like Gwildor just like kind of flopping through it. Then you have like <laughs> He Man like ducks and rolls like <laughs> through it, up, like like he knew exactly how to go through this portal. And I was just like, what is going on right now? This portal is absolutely ridiculous. It's like their planet's in dire need and about to be taken over. And you stop and eat ribs. It's like, you know, it's like... You Good soldier always falls his nose. Get, well, and another thing is, too, and just saying that, when they break into Gwildor's house, Karg, Karg, your favorite character, goes in and he goes, find the key. They already have the key. They don't know there's another key yet. Yeah, I get... Yeah, you're right. They don't They don't know. Yeah, because that, later, when they're actually at Castle Grayskull, he says... Uh, Evelyn yells that worm has another key yep. so how would they know you're right you just find the key and I was just like wait <laughs> they already got the key <laughs> Yes, Very they, don't know that they, they don't know that they made another key and then you know I wrote down that whip is so fake <laughs> it's <laughs> extremely fake you got anything else on their head uh, yeah I've got fucking Julie ruins everything when she gives the key to Evelyn Oh, and not just because she gives the key to Eva Lynn. Right after that, they're out in the back alley, and she goes, that woman took the key. You mean you fucking gave it to her? There's a yeah. difference. Reminds me of Spaceballs. You know, whenever he makes him, makes uh, himself look like Princess Vespa's yeah, father. Ex- well, yeah, exactly. And then she walks out to him because she hears his voice in the night. Like, we just, you just think you hear, oh, daddy, daddy. Was that like, a big thing in the 80s and that's why they made fun of it? It's like people were just idiots. People were, you know, just not able to, fun, not able to figure things out. Just be, be like, be like, oh, oh, people are stupid. Special, let's, let's pick these women out too because women must be really <laughs> dumb in the 80s. Yep. Because, yep, like, I guess so. Oh, and one last thing. I know Kevin saves the day because he remembers the tones. But that guy fucking sucks. Yeah. He's the worst character. As bad as everything is in this movie, he's the worst. He's terrible. He's pretty bad, but your boy is pretty. Karg or whatever his name is pretty bad, too. Karg is. Oh, he's just. He might might be the worst. My boy. I hate him. I'm just going to keep calling him your boy because you like him so much. He's he's my best buddy. He's coming over tomorrow for drinks. Also, um, at the very end, Gwildor's, like, sending them back home, you know? Yeah. And Julie turns and looks at me. She's like, send me. She's like, wait, send us back. And then Kevin pulls her in, and she, like, goes off. And he sends her back in time before her, her parents, parents died. Dead. Yeah. He didn't know that her parents were dead, I don't think. No, but it's the power of Eternia, man. Oh, I was like, how did how that happen? And, and, oh, if that's the capability about that. Why didn't you use that at the very fucking beginning with that key <laughs> to go back in time before all this shit happened, before you gave the key to fucking Evelyn? Uh, Evelyn. Mike, then we wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> I, I know, I know, Ed, but they probably could have thought of a different way. Well, let's roll that right into I know it's a movie, but because that's the beginning of it. I, 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 let, I let a lot of stuff go because this movie's bad. But one thing is, Lubick doesn't call for backup right away when he's at the, uh, at the music shop. I think I'm going to need some backup. You notice that? He calls for it afterwards, but he does not call for backup when they're like, they show up and they're shoving everyone in the back room. They should have been like, call for backup. We're going to need it. It's the only thing I actually really wrote down because everything else is 
you know, it's a, it's a science fiction e-movie. Got to kind of let it go. Of some of the, the scenes, I feel like, I feel, I just feel like sometimes I just see something and I just go, I'm not even in the film business, but there's some stuff that I could do better. There's definitely stories in movies that like, I'm surprised, like the new predator movie that came out. I'm just like sitting there. I'm like me, you, and Adam could sit down and write a 10 times better script than they made. Sometimes you have to wonder how certain things get made. It's like I know a lot of times things get rushed. Like this movie got rushed. That's one reason why some of the stuff was bad in it. Yeah, and sometimes they have to just try and patch things together and they don't get to really write out a, flush Cause, out a real script. Because like you said, I know that their plan was with this movie, they were trying to, to make a Spider-Man movie or something like that. And they were going to take money from like two other films like a superman movie yeah i have that actually i'm literally looking through the facts right here it's uh, canon films originally planned to make a spider-man movie but often instead to take the money and split it into two films spider-man 4 the quest for peace and master of the universe they're going to take the profits from the both and make the big make a big budget movie but both movies bombed at the box office and the movie never got made well <laughs> if there's gonna be anything like those two movies are bombed. I think they didn't just make three bombs. Yes. That's probably how it would end up being. So you want to do some internet facts then? Sure, go ahead. I got a couple left over. So one I kind of mentioned earlier, I, I did bring it up. Frank Lang- Langella, 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 Frank Langella. Got to get that right eventually. Went on record in an interview stating that playing Skeletor was one of his favorite roles. His young son was a huge fan, was running around the house shouting, by the power of Grayskull. So he took the role for him. He wrote some of his own lines, including tell me about the loneliness of good. He man, is it equal to the loneliness of evil? Which is one of my favorite quotes that I wanted to put down for him. And I forgot to write it down. Okay. So that's one. Uh, I'd started talking about a little bit of Dolph Lundgren saying it was a nightmare. He said he was approached to do a sequel doing shooting, but he turned down the offer in an interview with the IO nine website promoting expendables. Lund. Lundgren said he would return to appear in a new Master of the Universe movie as either a cameo or as He-Man itself, which would be a little weird now, but you never know. Uh, Another one, actress Christina Pickles, who plays the sorceress, actually played Courtney Cox's mother in Friends, which I didn't realize until I read that. I was like, oh, because she doesn't look the same, but she's got that weird shit on her head, so. The character of Gwildor was created specifically for this movie to replace the character Orko from He-Man, Master of the Universe, the cartoon, which is that little little dude with the blue face wearing the red witch's hat. Yeah, so that's how they came up with him. And then uh, much of the movie, including the music store battle and scenes with the villains marching down the street, was filmed in Whittier, California, which is right outside of L.A. So I was trying to figure out, before I read that, I was trying to figure out what city this is supposed to be in. And it is. It's like an L.A. suburb. I was, I was wondering, too, because, like, when they're talking about uh, Courtney Cox's character, Julie. She's getting um, 3,000 miles away. Well, she, well that she, they said they have fast food po- food joints in Jersey. Yeah, and they, they said that. And then they said she's – exactly. Well, yeah. she said, I need to get 3,000 miles away from here. So that's about the, different, the distance between those two. Okay. So – that's all I have for Internet Facts. There were some other ones, but they didn't really hold much water. Do you have anything else? Um, other than as uh, the guy who owned, the overall owner of um, the Masters of the Universe property, Mattel set a few ground rules for the film. Uh, 
that they were obligated to follow of these, the strictest was the stipulation that neither He-Man nor any of his allies were allowed to kill any flesh and blood characters. This caused Goddard a considerable headache as the director felt the audience would expect to see at least some bloodshed. After all, you know, it's He-Man. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so that's why they decided to make Skeletor's army robotic troops. To the compromise, so they're not actually killing people. They're killing yeah, they're robots. just they're robotic dudes. Yeah, killing. yeah, that makes a little bit better sense there. The cosmic key, which we talked about, that could open the portals and everything, was uh, designed by visual effects guru Robert Edlund. He made three cosmic key props for the shoot, all of which were, I guess, ridiculously, insanely delicate. And would break all the time that they had to actually have like a special team on set of technicians to repair them on the spot. So there's only like a, since there's only three of them made ever, it's so hard to find them and they're like in mint condition or anything. Apparently they're pretty sought after it. And like, I don't know, it said in 2012, the props were valued at around $6,000 a pop. So if you get your hand on a cosmic key, keep it in. I, I would say so. Yeah. That, and then we could go back in time and invest in Amazon. <laughs> or we can go back to 1986 and have them actually make a good version of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even better. Even better. <laughs> well, we invest in Amazon, and then with the money we make, we go back even further and get them to make a good version of this movie. How's that? The movie was also originally supposed to take place and was completely in Eternia, but because they had no money... <laughs> <laughs> They they're, like, the, they're like, let's make it go to Earth. <laughs> Whittier, California, it is. <laughs> they're like, where are we shooting? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, let's just make this happen. Oh, let's, yeah, let's come to California, right uh, where we're at. That'll Whitt- work. That'll work. Whittier, it is. That'll be that. Before we Bye, move on to our next scene, let's take a, a quick break with a word from our sponsor. All right, so the last part here, our remake, which was really, I mean, other than the fact that I loved this movie growing up and it was fun to kind of talk about it. Well, it was fun to talk about it. But is the remake of this movie. And we, when we started doing this, I've never had a remake slam dunk easier than the one I'm about to give. Because it just made too much sense. And then I have something about why it didn't work, unfortunately. So uh, in Albert Pion's first draft of the abandoned Master of the Universe 2, which they tried to make, the film was supposed to take place 10 years after Master of the Universe and followed He-Man as he teams up with She-Ra and the other heroes to battle Skeletor, whom has risen and conquered Eternia after he is saved by a traitor. Since it never worked out, and they want to make a remake of it, they are making a remake of Master of the Universe. It's supposed to come out in 2021, and it's supposed to have a dude named Noah... Centineo, who I've never heard of before, he looks skinnier than me. He 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 he's he's in some. I don't know. Uh, Christy told me about this. There's she, a Netflix show I think called All the yeah. Boys I've Loved that people lost their fucking minds about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't see it. He doesn't look anything like someone that can play He Man. No, he, like he I'm does. looking at a picture of him in a tank top, and my I'm not joking when I say my arms are bigger than his. No, no, I, I, I 100. percent Yeah, he's like a skinny bitch. Yeah. Um, 
the real person that should play He-Man is Chris Hemsworth. It's the biggest slam dunk in remake history. I was literally, the entire time I go, I guarantee you when he says slam dunk, I was like, he's going to pick freaking Thor. Who else would you do it? There's never been a better person to play a character than Chris Hemsworth to play Thor and then play He-Man. However, original live action He-Man actor Dolph Lundgren wanted Chris Hemsworth to play He-Man. But Hemsworth turned down the role due to its similarities to his role with Thor. So Hemsworth had to have some goddamn dignity and ruin it for us. Because it would have been so fucking great to have him as He-Man. It was perfect. I God damn it. Agree. Can we start an online campaign to fucking get him to do it and get this piece of shit out of there? Because I'm never going to go... Unless they pull together an incredible cast of other people, I'm never going to fucking see that movie. It's like... I'm like, this kid's got to put, you know, probably a solid 40 pounds on. I was going to say 50 pounds of muscle on. He has and to get... I'm not I'm not saying Jackson can't do that, but, like, he has to do that. He has to use a ton of HGH to get to like, the size he needs to be. They better give him so many steroids. No, through a massive amount of steroids. He legit has to gain, and I agree, 50 pounds. 50 pounds of muscle. Like he's he just looks like um, it angers me to no end that they're picking this random fucking dude. If if we wanted to pick somebody kind of like in a similar situation like Dolph Lundgren was, there's this bodybuilder guy. He played Arnold Schwarzenegger in a like a remake of like he played Arnold Schwarzenegger in like this movie. I can't remember the exact movie it's called. But it's, it's kind of recent out. His name's Callum Von Monger. And he's from Australia. But he's like, you know, body of Adonis. But not like, he's huge, but not like the guys who like actually like win Mr. Olympia every year. Like ridiculous where you're like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, don't they know what too big is? Yeah. He's like Schwarzenegger. He's pretty much like looks. He's pretty much like the same size as Schwarzenegger was pretty much. Well, I was just, as we we're doing it sitting here, I went and pulled up the... Because I started thinking about Arnold myself, and I forgot that in the the Barbarian remake, it's Jason Momoa. So even he could work. I I thought about that. He, he just he he definitely has like not like a not like a good. I'm not saying he couldn't play a good guy because obviously he plays Aquaman, which is a good guy. But like he's he's got that. He doesn't have the. What's the word I'm looking he, for? Charisma. I'm not even saying that. He just maybe he doesn't have the. the what are we looking? I'm trying for? to think of like just the the look. He looks like a, a a badass, but not like. You know, he's not Captain America. You know, or he's like maybe he could be a real beast man. Huh? He, a beast man that's actually functional because he'd be perfect he for could, that. He could be a a real beast man. He actually played. I was actually. Um, watching some movies, something about werewolf, and it was the other character, a main character in it. It wasn't a great movie, if you're wondering. I I, I was, was already out on it. But. <laughs> from the the kid from X Men First Class, who like can shoot the stuff through his chest. You know what okay, I'm about? I think you know I know what I'm about, about like yeah. Is it called Wolves? Yes, that's what it's called. It's called Wolves. 
I just watched it the other night because it was literally that that thing, uh, Tubi or whatever it's called, that I downloaded that like is free movies. It's actually pretty cool. I wanted to yeah. check it out. Tubi, T U B I, yep. right? T U B I. It's free. There are some ads in it, but like like I said, I go watching a movie. What you know, four five ads are like a minute long. It's better than. Oh, Lucas Till. He's the new MacGyver. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't know if you've seen the new MacGyver. It's actually pretty really? good. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's different than the first one a little bit. But it's still pretty good. Like it's still the same kind of thing. I, I watch it regularly. We tape it and, and watch them all. I like it. I have yet to. Watch. He doesn't have the charisma of Richard Dean oh, Anderson, man. but no one does. That's just that's a movie I want. MacGruber? No, I want a two-hour Richard <laughs> Dean Anderson. MacGyver, like twenty years later. And the and everybody's just like, oh, with technology and blah blah blah. I'm like, you don't need technology if you like take him out in the woods. Have you know exactly. have a ton of technology? You don't. He's gonna have to you know use other things in his path. Come on, like seriously. Ah, makes me so mad. Yeah, I've already got you guys yeah. a little bit of a plot there. Don't make it take place in the freaking city. <laughs> yeah, make it so he has to come up with everything. I mean, that's what every episode was, anyways. He was stuck in a cabin. Make or him out in Canada or something like that, in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Well, if if uh, if anyone, I'm gonna say, if any of you liked MacGyver, while we're talking about it. Look up the TV show Burn Notice. Burn Notice essentially was James Bond meets MacGyver. There's a lot of MacGyver, MacGyver, MacGyverisms with a guy who was a spy. And he would do the same thing MacGyver is, which he talked through everything he was doing every you, time. I fill you in on what he was I'll, doing. I'll agree with you. Um, I, I, would, I did enjoy me some Burn Notice. Love I, did, I remember Notice. you love so Burn good. Notice. You're pretty much the guy, I'm pretty sure, that convinced me to start watching it. Probably. Yeah. Really good show. It gets a little weird at the end, but like any TV show, when you go seven seasons, you kind of start running out of ideas. So, but the first like four seasons are really, really, really good and very entertaining. Like it's kind of funny, and our buddy Bruce Campbell. Is <laughs> I was in about it to too. say the strange one is also in it. <laughs> um, and so back to recasting this. <laughs> we really got off topic there. Wow, <laughs> we got way off topic. MacGyver gets us off topic. There's, there's also in the in Creed two. There's a guy named Florian Montaneo. I have no idea if he can act at all, but he plays Drago's son. So he's someone you can consider. He's a complete just beast-looking person. When, I was- when you brought up the Arnold remake, I thought maybe he was the guy, but I don't I don't see uh he's only ever been in two things. Anyways, back to the remake. I also had Tila and and I picked Julie to just get a random essentially U.S. citizen. But for Tila, I ended up on Lauren, Lauren Cohen from Walking Dead because she's attractive and she can kick ass. She also had a show that already got canceled, but it's called Whiskey Cavalier with, what's his name, Scott, Scott Foley. But they canned it already. She was a spy, but she could whoop ass in that too, so I figured she'd probably be a good fit for it. And then for Julie... God, did I spend time trying to figure out someone that was around 20 years old, and I had to keep bumping up until I could find someone I thought would fit. End up on Emily Osment. She used to be in uh, kind of like a lot of like Disney shows, and she's been in a couple random things. I was looking for someone that can act a little bit, but they don't need. They kind of need to be. I hate to use this term, but weak, because they have to be the. Mm-hmm. The damsel in distress, essentially, for the movie. Um, so, that's the three I had. I I agree with your um, Lauren Cohen. I'll tell you that much, just because um, 
like I said, she's in that movie, that Mile 22 with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, you were just talking about that, yeah. weren't we? Because I was talking about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I like her. I was she's talking good. about the Asian guy that's in it that kicks ass in it. I've seen a bunch of... <laughs> that's what it was, yeah. He's from like... I think he's from Indonesia, maybe? Eco Oasis? Yeah. Eco Uase? Yeah. I was say. Yeah, he's from Jakarta, Indonesia. Very... You were right. Okay. All right, Mike. What do you got? All right, so I had Skeletor. This was, I really just was like, I start going through, you know, I get caught caught down the rabbit hole here and I just start firing through people. This is kind of like the stuff that I'm just like, oh, this guy, this, 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 because I was trying to find somebody with a voice. Yeah, you need need a a voice. voice. You know, I thought if I, and I was like, I guess it depends on the age you want to do. Is he going to, you know, like Willem Dafoe? Maybe so. Okay. Um. I haven't seen him in a movie forever, but Crispin Glover, I always hear is like really good at like doing voices. He's so weird. I just felt, but he might be perfect. I, oh, I said I just also like somebody who's just like, but then I was like more. I even like asked my brother. I was like, who do you think? And he he suggested Michael Sheen, which made me think of Andy Serkis <laughs> immediately. For some reason, I don't know why. Yeah, Andy Serkis, and he would be the kind of guy because they look yeah. like. He'd be the kind of guy to do it, but I thought about it as you were saying it, um, and I have to think of what his name is. Give me one second, because he's crazy, and he has the craziest eyes, and it would be perfect for it. And um, he also recommended for voices that uh, Ross, Mar- Ross Marquand, I think his name is, Marquand. Um, I'm not sure he's, if I know who He's that also is. in The Walking Dead, but... He does voices like really, really good, like really, really good voices. Like if you look him up, like you can have what have him do impressions. His impressions are on point. That what I okay. I'll have to look and... him up. But here's uh here's what I'm gonna throw back to you, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon yeah, has the craziest yeah, eyes. I I, do, I I I like Michael Shannon too. Michael Shannon. He has the craziest eyes in Hollywood, and uh, he's a decent actor, but he's. He's a, he's a little bit off, which maybe may so, help. So something too. else about this movie that you want to consider, though, with Skeletor, is apparently from what I read, is Skeletor is really supposed to be He Man's uncle. He was trying to overtake his father. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. And do you know that He Man is part human and part Eternian? Because his father, this is the crazy shit that I was reading online, man. <laughs> his mother was an <laughs> astronaut, and somehow was from like 2022 or something like that and landed somehow. I don't know how it happened, but I ended up in Eternia and ended up marrying He-Man's father. He-Man's mother is actually. Interesting. Little, little fun fact for you. You know what? That would be actually kind of an interesting thing if they put that together. They said that they were supposed to, that one of the scenes was supposed to be at the very end. You were supposed to see some sort of like astronaut, like come out with like something to like give something away from what I was reading about. I guess I didn't need to know that, but like you said, I do like Michael Shannon though. He's got a good voice too. That like yeah. yelling bad guy voice. I like that. I could even see, uh, what's his name? Now that you're saying that you're making me think of more people. He was actually in the second GI Joe was that G.I. Joe Retaliation? Right? What was it called? Was yeah, it? I think that's a... 
Um, what's his name? I'll note as soon as I see it. I'm going to end up Googling it now just to, to figure out. Uh, Ray Stevenson. Just oh, yeah. Him. yeah. He could be a, he could be like a beast man, too, or something like that. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. All right, we've gone over Skeletor. I think I agree with you. Michael Shannon, probably maybe the the best choice. But if you need somebody older, I do like Willem Dafoe. Yes, I, I I think both of those two. Well, Daniel Lewis is officially, and I'm using air quotes, retired from acting. But Michael Shannon or Willem Dafoe essentially seem like they could be siblings. Yeah, in one way crazy. or another, they're so. crazy eyes. Yeah, yes, they're crazy eyes. All right, last two. Man at Man at Arms, Duncan. Um, like I said, it re- I it all kind of goes with the age of who you're picking to be Tila because that's it's her father. Um. I had anywhere from Liam Neeson. Um, okay. I threw down Michael Bain just because it just reminded me of some stuff that he's already done. Michael Bain would be perfect. He'd yeah. be perfect. I even tossed in like a Woody Harrelson or like a Gerard Butler. No, I, I like Michael Bain. I, I, th- I actually liked Michael Bain too because I was just like, it just kind of reminds me of his Aliens character a little bit or like his Terminator character, just like a little bit of like the futuristic type thing. He kind of, has already kind of done that kind of stuff, and yeah, I think he's an I think he's an underrated actor a lot. And the one think... thing is, he probably is going to have to die though. He dies in every movie. He does die very often. Yeah, no, I like Michael Bean and Laura Cohen. I think we got a movie here: Hemsworth, Shannon, Bean, Cohen. Who's the last one you had? Uh, I threw down a few other ones, <laughs> just because I'm crazy. Um, I had Evelyn. Evelyn, yeah. Um, I like calling her Evelyn. <laughs> Even though it's spelled evil-lin. Takes her down a peg or two. Yeah. Uh, but I put down, she's just in GOT, Lena Headley. Yeah. She'd yeah. probably be pretty good. And she played or, the queen in uh, 300. She can play that badass role. Yeah. Um, or like that, somebody like the Helen, what's her name, Bonham Carter. God, I can't stand her. I bet she I'm, just, I'm over her. She just has that look. She's bad. She's a good actress, too. but I'm kind of over her. She's she, enough she, Harry Potter. She's I she's kind of into some of those like Sweeney Todd like weird. Yeah, she. Stuff, it's so. her. Her Depp in. Um, oh God, what's his name? Tim Burton. They they do all those things together. I I think I picked and who did you pick for? Um, Julie again. Emily Osment. She used to be Emily Joan Osment. Now she's just Emily Osment. She's about 24 years old-ish, 25, 26. You're going to love my Kevin then. Because I know how okay. much I loved Kevin. So I yes. Josh Hutcherson. I see that douchebag from... Um, Hunger Games. Yeah. He's a perfect little bitch to play that. Right? Totally is. If you look at him in the movie Future Man 2, he's a little bitch in that kind of too. And it's kind of funny. So it just made me think about him and that. And I was like, mm-hmm. Kind of funny. Um, and then I also just tossed in a, you know, old Lubric. <laughs> oh, got to have a Lubric, yeah. And, and then I immediately was just like, well, let's just toss Woody Harrelson in there. Yeah, Woody Harrelson would be perfect for Lubric. I was, I he actually down, would be perfect. Or I put down like a Christopher Maloney. You know, if you wanted Maloney to. Be, Maloney would be good, but Woody Harrelson would have that comedy charisma to it. Yeah, then that's what I wanted. I was like, as soon as I had Woody Harrelson down for Duncan, I was like, you know what? I'm actually want to use him as Detective Lubrick, actually. 
So, yeah, I think we actually could have a decent movie here. You I think have... we have a decent movie here if we if we get someone throw some money at us. Come on, yeah. I'm gonna throw some money. <laughs> we can start working on a little bit of a script and get that douchebag out of there. It's like he's not gonna. He's gonna be terrible. It's like if we have to, we we can do a little little searching and see if we can find ourselves a, a different he man. He man. But the rest rest is cast. But the but when you have another a cast surrounding you that well. I think that we could do it. And I think that you, like you said, you might be able to get Jason Momoa, just dye that hair blonde. I kind of like him as Beast Man. I'm not going to lie. I, I, like I said, I go, I agree with you. And I think a real Beast Man he can I, fight with. I think sometimes they try to do a little too much with, like, like I know the Beast Man, they said some top two, like, his, it was just a stupid fact I was reading about, like, how he could even close his mouth and he was just drooling everywhere the whole time. Like, <laughs> you know what? Here we go. We, we'll just put Liam Hemsworth in there instead. We'll just get younger Hemsworth to play He-Man. I just don't know if he... Chris doesn't want to do it. We'll put Liam in there. It's good. He's not. He's just, he's just not big enough. He's not as big. You're right. He's about two inches too short. But... He's not big enough. No. Nah. All right. Well, our next movie is going to make you get to the chopper. That's all I'm going to say. So follow us on Twitter at Worth the Watch PC. Like us on Facebook. Uh, please give us ratings on whatever you follow us on or whatever you listen to us on. If it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, any one of those, please give us a rating. It gives us uh, people when they actually click and take a look at us, they can see what our rating is, and they might be more inclined to listen to some stuff. And also continue to share with friends and family, and I always say people you don't like. Instagram, Mike, what is it again? Uh, he said uh, worth underscore the underscore watch underscore PC. <clears throat> Great. And uh, good journey, Mike. Yeah, good journey. <laughs>